big episode 83. Uh, first, first time in a while, I feel like we uh, we hopped on the mic directly after a kickoff. I mean, we've been we've been letting the results and the brains breathe for a little while to kind of develop thoughts um, after games to kind of figure out what we're gonna say on air. But this one, I, I think, is probably a little more emotional than the recent ones, obviously, because we just had you know what I think I would call after watching um, the LAFC game and uh, the Philly and. Uh, Cincy game and then of course tonight's going to be Austin FC but to this point I think once again the most convincing win um, in this round of the playoffs out of the games that have been played definitely and um, yeah I mean just focusing on ourselves first I I just thought the performance itself was just so good Mm -hmm. there's really nothing I could say that was wrong Um, hey bear you know going out and getting a savage goal you know one of those you know goals that that reminds you of Tati you know just being in the right spot um, being a part of the build-up play. I think even crazier than that was Santi's ball, obviously, on that play, which I think we, we saw, like, a TikTok or a tweet or something, and it's like uh, it was, like, top underrated players, and it was, like, Santi. And it's yeah. just, like, that's just not the case. I, I actually, I, I'm kind of happy with, like, the league and the media because Santi is getting, like, his shine, yeah. I think, outside of even know. the NYCFC community right now. I would almost argue underrated. He's putting guess, in performances yeah. that are beyond what the coverage he gets. Yeah. Um, He's been and, insane. Yeah. If, if he could just calm down with the temper sometimes, mm-hmm. I think. Um, you know, you saw after he had a, a yellow card, he, he sprints up to the to referee still to argue. And I'm like, dude, come on. Like, just those small mental mistakes could be the difference between us getting a cup and not. Um, and I think I said it either last episode or the episode before, maybe even the episode with, with Tom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I was saying I think that this team is a team that should be going for an Eastern Cup, like being in the in the argument in the game for an Eastern Cup, um, and that's where we are now. And I I couldn't be more excited. Yeah, and I mean we'll we'll probably by the end of this thing obviously get to talking about Philly, but this is definitely going to be uh, a week of emotions leading up to that game. I think um, you know there's no more loaded opponent that we could have after all of the stuff with you know the covid gate or whatever you want to call it covid cup that the philly fans love to claim and all that stuff i mean there is you know this this game is almost feeling much bigger than just your kind of standard uh run-of-the-mill finals game and you know obviously um i think there's a ton of bad blood between philly fans and nycfc fans for sure i don't like them yeah no me i just think they're they're not smart they're just not smart. Yeah. I mean, and I think we should feel good about, uh, you know, what we saw in that Philly game. I mean, to me, we talked a little bit about it when we were watching it. was like, you know, their press at the end of the game was pretty impressive. But I, I felt much more uh, concerned from the Montreal side that I saw playing us today than if I was a Cincinnati fan watching that FC Cincy game and that Philly game in terms of, like, being concerned. Um, obviously, I think their defense was pretty good, but... Their attack was just, it was not there. Yeah, and, um, you know, their attack needs to be there. Obviously, the defense, you know, with the hit of Cheneau, it is tough. But at the same time, um, Cushing, after the game, was explaining that it was kind of just a thing where they knew he wasn't going to be 100%. They knew he wasn't, you know, fit for 90. But it was kind of the thing where he wanted to put his body on the line, and the club said, all right, you know, give us what you got. And unfortunately, it wasn't, you know, too much of a game. Yeah. But I mean, he did 
he did get the clearance there. It was nearly an own goal, but it still he was uh, there for the clearance. And then he was obviously coaching yeah. the entire I mean, sideline. Like, it was a highlight. That, that I think that's like a season highlight right there. That's some of the stuff that you never yeah. forget. And uh, it's funny like to see him on the sideline throwing those fingers at Collins trying to yeah. guide like what they should be doing. Um, it just speaks so much to like how in the past we've talked about you know the potential of like Chanel potentially being a player not a player coach but like a coach that comes back yeah. and becomes like that next Mehdi Belushi yeah, out of the people sure. that we've seen um, and getting him in the coaching thing and obviously even the the fact or I guess the respect of the coaches to allow him to do that I mean I don't know if anybody would I don't ever know if pushing would stop him. <laughs> yeah I don't know <laughs> I don't know if anybody is going up and like telling Chanel not to do that but like what was it like the the 60th minute on like he's on the sideline the whole time yeah stressing harder than anybody else there literally yeah putting in a shift i mean he, he couldn't do it with his body so he, he figured hey i can do it with my voice and my in my mind mm-hmm. um which i respect greatly yeah um but beyond that i mean we saw great performances from um gp still i mean he didn't end up i don't think he ended up on any on the stat sheet in terms no. of, of goals or assists but you know, he was still causing that, you know, the other side so much troubles. Or no, he actually, he drew the pen. Yeah. He drew the pen. So, I mean, chalked it up as a goal, essentially. Talis comes and, and steals it from him. But um, I thought he was tearing up, you know, that, that other side again. And if we could get that going again, Santi going, and, and hopefully the Talis injury isn't too serious. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, if we can get that going into Philly, I don't really think that we should have any problems or any concerns going into that game. I think it should be a 50-50 game. Both teams are hot. Both teams are very, very good. Um, one coach has a chip on his shoulder for whatever reason. I mean, it's kind of like, I've said it before, it's kind of like shooting yourself in the foot and then being mad yeah. that you missed a game because your foot hurts. Yeah. Sorry, Class dude. Cobra hurts. Sorry, yeah, literally. There. Sorry, dude. But um, we, don't, we don't have um, revenge on our mind. I think at this point we've kind of, in my mind, fulfilled almost beyond what expectations were before. Oh, for sure. Um, and so I think, again, we're just going in there with, um, with I know Coach Joe hates the words, but vibes, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, in, in terms of fulfilling expectations, too, I mean, that we had the – oh, there goes the flag. Um, well, hopefully not a sign of not an omen. things to come and don't uh, come for us if that is an omen. But uh, – <laughs> totally derailed um oh with expectations i mean expectations were literally like i mean for for some of like the louder portions of the community that were against cushing were like we're gonna fire cushing and like we are swan diving to not a playoff showing and yeah. now we've we've gotten to this eastern conference final which uh obviously we talked about it like almost every episode at this point but um i'm seeing it more on twitter too that the line uh the line that would save Cushing's job was an Eastern Conference appearance. And it seems a lot of people are saying that. You see um, Christian, obviously, on Twitter saying that as well. Some people in the group chat saying, you know, they think at this point Cushing is sort of secure to go next season. Yeah. Um, so I think it's, you know, it's crazy just the, the turnaround that we've experienced. And then, um, I guess as fans, the emotional, the emotional roller coaster of, like, switching – almost like a complete 180 from, from like a Cushing out to a Cushing in situation. Yeah, no, I think, um, you know, he, he still should go into the next season as an interim coach. Not 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 saying he, we, you know, we start week one with Cushing as an interim coach, but I'm saying 
in terms of the going into this offseason. I don't think we should immediately sign a contract with him. Mm-hmm. I think he should remain as an interim coach. We still do our proper search. We still see what's out there. Um, because at the end of the day, I mean, does he have the locker room now? Yes. Is he playing proper football? Yes. Um, but if there's somebody better out there or somebody who potentially, you know, would be here and, and would want to stay for like five years, I would take that. Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, at this point, Cushing's a front runner. He should be the manager next season, unless like a major manager wants yeah. to come over and, you know, take this club on a ride for like four years. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, this is just, um, all, all I could think about towards the end of the game and we could talk about how it almost, it felt, there were minutes, um, where it felt like things might go extremely south. I mean, once once Talas is hurt and you don't have anybody to put in, and this is after uh, you know Montreal gets that goal and and rings that bell, um, I think you know we were all making jokes that it was like for their own funeral. You know, they're they're yeah. ringing the bells to, to ring themselves out of the building. But um, when Talas gets hurt and we're down a man, yeah. I mean, it was what do they call it? Like kitchen sink defending for yeah. like the last ten minutes and. Like, I can't lie, there's moments where I'm just, like, holding my face. Like, if, if that second one goes in, yeah, we're in possible. deep trouble, deep trouble. Yeah. Um, because that, you know, that also then leads to a situation where it's going to be extra time down a man. Um, although, I think in extra time, I think we would gain a sub. We would gain a sub, okay. So, not quite as bad as, as the situation my the mind sub was creating. Like dwindled down at that point to, like, a few names. Yeah. So. I mean, that's, that's one of the questions, I think we were more or less spot on when it comes to um, the fact that the subs were going to be the difference maker in this game. Yeah. And, you know, the, the people that we listed were Day, who we did not see, but I, I think it would have made a lot of sense if we did. Um, and, you know, I think that's a big testament too to what uh, Michael, well, both Michaels kind of, there were a little bit of conversation about O'Toole and his ability. Um, and, of course, we kind of compounded on it as well in our last episode about how he was doing, but then Tales and Keaton, those were our three guys, Malte, Tales, and Keaton. Obviously, we got Keaton early, who was shaky at first, but then yeah. kind of dropped himself into a role where he was very quiet, but he was doing, you know, he wasn't... Doing what's necessary. Yeah, yeah. he wasn't ruining the game to any point. Um, and then Tales, out of the difference makers that we said we needed as subs, he right. was that. I mean, on that GP uh, penalty draw as well, he was the one that played the ball up to him. A great ball. Um, GP could have potentially done something with it if not if not taken out. Um, and then obviously, for what was I guess his second kick of the game after that ball was to bury that Neymar esque penalty and, and put it by their keeper. Right. Yeah. I mean, no, the subs were definitely the difference. I thought, you know, being forced into the Keaton move early, I thought it that hurt. might actually hurt us in the end. It did um, for a little while. But I think just it wasn't the Keaton sub specifically it was the fact that we had to then switch to a four in the back mm-hmm. um and right at that moment the the ref started having a disaster class like nobody's ever seen before yeah at the exact same time so i think um you know the back line was flustered the midfield was flustered the whole team was getting angry with the ref and i i really thought for a moment i'm like we're gonna see this thing unravel and it's gonna it's gonna completely change the game mm-hmm. um but luckily you know we, we keep pounding it in trying to uh keep going forward and you know luckily go into halftime with that second goal i think without that second goal the second half of that game looks completely different yeah i think um when when chanel goes out those those following 10 minutes and then like the last 10 minutes of the game including stoppage were the two moments 
where it, it felt like things could really take a swing downhill. And obviously with the Chano one, we're incredibly lucky that Maxi was able to score that early goal because yeah. that does give you a bit of cushion, I guess, and, and also a bit of confidence for all the players that were a part of it um, to sort of weather that storm. Because, you know, at that point, if they if they do end up stealing a goal and they are going up 1-0. Um, yeah. And, and we're looking, we're already looking like we are without Chano, where it was like a scramble to figure out how a four in the back yeah. even works in the middle of a knockout playoff game. <laughs> I mean, like, it, it it could have unraveled so quick. I'm just uh, obviously very glad it did not. I mean, that goes to the Cushing thing, where he literally did say in the interview that they planned for for when Chano could not go any longer. Mm-hmm. It, did, it did not look like it. It yeah. looked like they... Um, they had not played. Maybe you know, maybe <laughs> maybe they planned for it and Shano assured them like, "Hey, no, I'm good for the whole game. Yeah, like, guys, I'm good." And then, 10, 12 minutes into the game, he's done, and yeah. uh, everyone's looking around like, "Oh God, what do we do?" Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I think they they and eventually handled it well. Um, we ended up obviously getting that second goal going into going into uh, the halftime, which allowed us to cool those nerves, you know, calm down as a unit, and just say, "Hey." We're in, we're ahead. We don't need to get our heads hot, mm-hmm. and then just naturally led to that pen um, for the third goal. Yeah, I mean it's gonna be interesting what the lineup looks like next week. I mean obviously now with Chano, I I don't know. We we don't, don't know the severity of anything, and yeah. like even before game time next week with the way NYCFC handles their injury releases and stuff. Yeah, it's not, we'll, we're not gonna know. We'll know nothing different than we know now. Um, outside of probably something major, but it may give Cushing uh, like an out to get out of the no changes if he if he wants to. I think obviously if Chano is hurt, um, if Maxi's knock is any more serious than we're hoping it is, it, it kind of gives Cushing the excuse to make changes. And right. I think you know hopefully, I, I think it's time for Malde to be in. Yeah, straight I think, up. I think you know. It's possible that Cushing saw this potential, you know, this next week happening, and that's why he threw mm-hmm. uh, Matty on there. Yeah. And he's like, okay, I may need to use Santi as Maxi next week, so, you know, let me at least get somebody else some game time so they can figure it out next game. Yeah. Or, or be able to start next game. Um, and you may see uh, Matty, you may see O'Toole on that. Tiago didn't play. Tiago may play. Um, it, I would plan, you know, if you're going with your heart, plan for no Tallis, plan for Hebert to start up front, GP, and, um, you know, either Tiago, Tiago Monti or, or O'Toole with Malt, obviously, slot into left back. Because I think Malt is much more comfortable in a four back, mm-hmm. whereas O'Toole is kind of dependent almost on a five he or a three back. He needs somebody, an yeah. extra player back there to kind of make up for that defensive. Uh... Right. And, and I think, I mean, there. I would almost guarantee like we're not going to get a Tala start, not because of the injury, but I just don't know how yeah. you take Haber out with a goal in each game in the playoffs. I mean, right. he, I mean, it doesn't matter how you get them, whether or not it was the giveaway at the end of the game or, um, I mean, I'll be honest, this was not like a poacher goal that Haber scored here. I mean, I would, I would put anybody in that situation and there's probably... I mean, I'm not scoring that yeah, goal. Yeah, no, there's only a hand, handful of people that can score that goal. Yeah, th- I mean, there. You know, you do have to be a striker in Coming that position. Coming across body. Yeah, far post past the goalkeeper. Yeah. Um, Class it, finish. Yeah. True. No, seriously, and um, 
you know, so I, I don't see how you take a man like that out of it. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, the, the Tala's injury, you know, may have an effect on, on what we do. Because we're going to end up, like you said, plugging in some of those guys that are not not having a lot of minutes under the belt, like Matty and Tiago. So uh, I'm I'm begging Matty to show something. I lo- training, yeah. we, we were talking about in the game how, like, I am probably the biggest Matty supporter at this club, and I have... No little to. little to no reason to have that be a thing. Um, but I don't know, it's something about like the Argentine Argentinian winger. Obviously he's taken up quite a bit of salary, uh, when it comes to our thing. A lot of and money. he's locked in through twenty twenty three, so it might just be copium of me trying to will Matty uh Matty performances into existence. Yeah. So, you know. I, I would, don't know. I mean he, I he needs to show something though soon. And that's coming from me. As the largest Matthew supporter, I'll crown myself that. Yeah. Um, you know, there there is gonna come a point where you can't show nothing for so long and, and still be demanding um minutes, salary, all that stuff. Yeah. Well, like we were talking during the week, I was just you know, I'm not saying that he's a bad player. I was just simply saying, you know, for the money that we're paying him, he does need to show something. Mm-hmm. Um and, you know, clearly he's not demanding a spot in training if he's you know he wasn't even getting sub appearances before today yeah um you know whether pushing things that the 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 scope of things are are just too big for him or what Mm -hmm. but me personally i just i look at that and i go he's not earning it in training so he's not going to get the time on the on the pitch flat out period yeah um i think in this case it was more of an emergency thing and saying hey you know, we really don't have anybody else, and we we really may need you next week. So, you know, go earn your spot next week. And I, had, I think it was kind of you couldn't you couldn't make a decision based off of his performance this week. Yeah. To say he deserves to at least see twenty minutes next week. Yeah. I mean, he did have that one run, and then was taken out by who whoever it was Kyoto. But uh, I mean, that was a a soft challenge. Matty went down soft very easily. Yeah. yeah, he almost. Uh, I thought in that moment he almost needs to get on that James Sands workout plan that we <laughs> yeah. we begged in what was it twenty twenty, um before twenty twenty one for James Sands to hit the weights hard in yeah. the off season and he did, um and Matty sorta in that moment I saw like the same physique in terms of like needing to put some meat on there especially as a striker in the MLS where it could get pretty uh pretty strong so he needs that um yeah. <laughs> all right just need yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, i'm agreeing with um, you <laughs> so yeah i mean one thing i was thinking was with these these conversations about players that aren't doing so well i mean let's let's say that we're being pretty nitpicky because the the jobs are getting done but i think what we're kind of doing is picking out the team where, is where things could have very much hurt us like, Which like was the that, entire left side. Yeah, uh, yeah, and that's two guys that at different moments of the game were on the left side. Right. Which, last episode we were talking about, um, you know how, if Montreal had chosen to shut down Tenerome's side and take them out, that Kotul would have no problem going forward and, and taking taking that on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't really talk or plan about them abusing his side. Yeah. For space and shots and uh, cr- um, crosses and things like that, which were being spammed from his side, like truly spammed. Yep. Um, and he wasn't like we had talked about early in that episode too. He wasn't 
close enough to that defender on that side and was giving up too much. Mm-hmm. Um, and we said it then that it, that it really could have bitten us in the butt. Yeah. And it just didn't. We got lucky. And this is two games in a row where it just can't happen. You have to you have to be closer to your um, to your guy there. I think he could have really hurt us today, and he, he didn't. I would say he's probably on like a 30-minute watch next week. Mm-hmm. And it, that that's if he starts. If he starts, he's on a 30-minute watch where if we're getting abused again like that on that side, we just have to take him out and we have to go with something different. Yeah. I think like you said, though, the, the team was able to get the job done. And all I could think about at the end of the game before it got kind of scary was uh, like it's beginning to feel a lot like 2021. Um, and I don't know. I mean, we have – I think it was Chris Campbell that tweeted. He said – you know, our first round, we had our, our dominating performance. Obviously, in 2021, we did that against Atlanta at home. And then we went on the road um, and took down who was a tough team uh, higher in the table than us, New England last year, Montreal this year. Um, and now, obviously, returning returning to the, the Philadelphia field um, to, to hopefully teach them a lesson. It's just like, it's, it's so eerily similar. And it's funny because with all these parallels, like we were, we were kind of being told by like Sean and, and some of the people in the media, like this is not the same as last right. year. And it's yeah, like, yeah. dude, it feels so it much feels like so, last year. It feels so similar. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I don't want to ca- I'm not counting anything. I think at this point, like you said, when it comes to expectations, this all kind of feels like free soccer, honestly, yeah. at this point, we shouldn't, we shouldn't even be in contention for Eastern cup final. Um, given the form that we had, you know, not right before the playoffs because we kind of hit a little stride. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when we were sitting here talking about Cushing out and we were sitting here talking about these players need to get it done and they're not, we had no – we just wanted to make the playoffs at that point. Yeah. And we were like, if Cushing makes the playoffs, that kind of, you know, good for him, but he's still going to be gone. And Yeah. We in no, no, nowhere did anybody expect this. So, look, I'm happy. I would love to go get another championship this – um, you know, this year and get an Eastern Cup and battle for another MLS Cup. Yeah, well, I was going to say, obviously, uh, my mindset is just, like, enjoy the free soccer. I think probably the team feels the same way, and that's, at least, I think in all sports, what you kind of hear is, like, when there aren't expectations and you are the underdog, it's much easier to go in um, and do your job, and much like 2021 as well, I'll say it again, is all of our guys that are are just kind of regular guys that aren't the stars on our team are doing their job and that was absolutely the story of last year you know we always talk about the Rocha performance in New England coming in in extra time um Tales who at the time hadn't showed us a lot scores in Philly uh I believe it was either the equalizer or the go-ahead um you know you have you have these dudes step up that aren't typically the ones stepping up and I think we've seen that with Acevedo and we've we've seen that with uh a few people around the team so i'm just yeah you know i'm i'm excited i guess for this philly game but i think uh if I'm we were to record nervous yeah if we were to record this episode probably closer to the game it would have a, a little different vibe yeah. to it a little more serious a little more um nervous and uh i don't know we're gonna have to see how it goes yeah we're gonna have to see how it goes and just um you know hope for the best they all have to do their job they know that um 
Twitter. Twitter. I, I was going to say Twitter's probably going to be... Uh, War zone. Yeah, uncensored this week. Um, hide hide your kids' eyes uh, from our Twitter this week because, yeah. you know, if, if, if you catch... If you see too many uh, irrational tweets from Philly fans, like, there's going to get a point where you, can, you can't hold back anymore. And you have to... You have to say something to somebody. So, that might happen a few times. I'm not a huge baseball fan, but I know that the Phillies could potentially go to the yeah. World Series, I think, tonight. Yeah, they're doing well. I would say if uh, if that happens, that doesn't bode well for their MLS club. You think so? Yeah, just vibes. Mm-hmm. But anyways, I saw them greasing up the poles in, in Philly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So... Uh, we will see you guys obviously next week after the Philly game. After the Philly game, uh, little conversations here and there about if it's possible for us as humans to go. Mm, yeah, that's we'll have to kind of deep dive that a little bit. Yeah, for sure. And see what's going on with that. But um, I will say they they only gave two hundred tickets to NYCFC supporters I'll this have year. The fence, bro. I mean, it's I'll have the fence. I don't know. I guess as somebody said that MLS is is making the allocations, and I just. I don't know. I don't understand. We obviously had way more than 200 uh, at the game last year. Um, I don't know if our... I guess maybe our supporter section gets a bad rap, but I'm not really sure why because every interaction that you know we've had uh, around every every stadium at you know any number of NYCFC games has been tame, uh, family-friendly. Um, yeah. And and like literally just like passion for your club. So it's, all it is, it's, not, it's not to keep... Remember they no. did the FBI thing last year? Yeah. Philly, like, Weirdos. Bro, it's soccer. Bozos. It's soccer, bro. Weirdos. I don't uh, know. But yeah, no, it's, it's just to, it's try to gain an advantage. Yeah. That's all it is. And, um, if, and you one, have, if you have your home field advantage, I guess take advantage of it. Yeah. Well, I was going to say one thing for sure is, you know, a lot of those uh, those Philly fans are going to be selling their tickets at extreme prices instead of just uh, going and enjoying yeah. and supporting their club. Um, and, and they will be selling them to actual NYCFC supporters that have that passion and love to go and support their club. Um, so I guess, I guess the loss feels better if the bank account's a little fatter, but, um, what we're going to be there in numbers, We're gonna be there. NYCFC yeah. supporters will be there in numbers. Definitely. Obviously, I, I don't know if we talked about it last episode or if I just tweeted about it, but, um, I firmly believe that we travel better than any other club in the For league. Sure. And I'll I'll fight somebody on it if they want to talk about it, um, but you know we we are the supporter standard I think in this yeah. league, so we'll they, be there. And they better not mess around and have this MLS Cup final at Yankee Stadium. They better not. <laughs> nah. I swear to they better not. <laughs> it oh, may, it, like it may be. You think we're insufferable now? <laughs> Wait until you have a hundred and fifteen people in one corner and you got twenty thousand. <laughs> New Yorkers going bozo. No, I was thinking about that, and I, I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to yeah. say anything. But I feel like at that MLS would like step in because and be like, no, you guys, we're forcing you to have it at RBA or something stupid like that. I don't know. But if it's at Yankee Stadium, it's gonna be a tough, uh, a tough, a tough environment. Tough Let's just say a tough environment. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean that is. Uh, episode, episode 83. 83 yeah we got word from uh tom the the mls podcast thing we talked about last episode um that he's chopping it up now so hopefully 
maybe a little bit after Philly, maybe a little bit before Philly. It could come out, but we're going to blast that out to everybody. Um, obviously, a super interesting conversation on the MLS outsider. I mean, sort of becoming an insider in terms of knowing the league, and right. then obviously us who know quite a bit about the club and the league and kind of sharing different sentiments. So I think it was a super interesting thing we talked about. Yeah, and uh, shout out Nepetas. Apparently, he's a, he's a fan. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. So That's sick. Of us? No, oh, I mean, of Tom? Well, eventually. Of Tom? No, of uh, NYCFC. Of the, oh, of NYCFC, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow, okay, yeah. okay. Apparently. He probably chose it last year, though. Yeah, well, we I think we adopt a lot of Man City fans. I don't know if he is one, but... I don't um, know either. Yeah. I'm not sure. So... But they love our kits abroad. Okay, well... So... Well, yeah, I mean, cool. that's that's 83. Um, we'll catch you guys after Philly. Obviously, keep it locked uh, on at Post90Pod on Twitter, on Instagram, um on TikTok, obviously here on YouTube, toss a sub if you're hearing this. Um, but, you know, Twitter is the spot for you to hear more commentary from us leading up to this game. And, yeah. you know, trust me, there will be a lot of it. A little less uh, filtered. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Especially if you find our personals. Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, they're linked in the bio yeah, of, the, in the, bio. of the, the company one. That was the chair. That's crazy. Yeah. Anyways, we'll see you guys next week. Yeah, peace. Thank you.